0: Hello and welcome to Tutorial Stories, LCF's object-based podcast, in which I, Susanna Cordner, invite in a guest who works in or with fashion and invite them to bring in an object from their work or from their wardrobe for us to discuss and form the basis of our conversation. Today's conversation episode actually forms the start of a new sub-series of tutorial stories in which my guest will be talking about a fashion read for that they'd like to recommend to us instead. So I'm joined today by Professor Francis Corner, OBE, the head of LCF. Francis, thank you so much for joining us. Um, and our conversation today will have three sections. It will first look at Frances' own practice and profession, the second on the books she's chosen, and the third on her personal perspective. So perhaps to get us going, as I said in that opening, we try to invite in different voices, different perspectives from the industry. So perhaps you could first describe to us your profession and practice.
1: As you mentioned, I'm the College of Fashion, so that's 5,500 students mm. studying everything to do with fashion. And, um, I mean, sometimes... Fashion, London culture fashion sounds amazing, but people tend to think of it in very narrow terms. Mm-hmm. And I think part of my mission and part of what I try to do is to show how influential fashion is as a subject. Yeah. I often describe it as the subject for the 21st century Mm. because it connects with so many disciplines engineering science technology culture you know we we can't actually survive without fashion you know we can't walk you know you can't walk down the street naked you've got to wear (laughs) something um and and somebody's designed it and made it even if you don't think you like clothes Mm. actually we have an opinion about them yeah and uh, so for me that's incredibly exciting and i feel very privileged to do what i do
0: yeah that's incredible you're absolutely preaching to the converted there i find Mm. that very exciting it's the idea of it being a meeting of minds but also a meeting of industries because of the many literal threads that it includes. In terms of-
1: Absolutely and I think that's the thing that I mean it, it, it often gets forgotten and I sometimes like you know I think I often make the point you know as a number of us do within fashion that it's much more closely aligned to architecture and engineering mm. than it is to a sort of sometime two-dimensional two yeah. aspect because obviously if you're wearing a pair of shoes and their stilettos they've actually they're engineering yeah. you know you, you they've got to work you've got to be able to support the body mm. you know all of those sorts of factors if you've got an item of clothing obviously it needs to hang together yeah. you know you've got to be able to understand the materials that it's made from it's obviously got to be able to withstand cleaning mm. you know all of those sorts of factors mean that it if they it is um, an industry um, that plays into so many other aspects and I think the other thing that is also important is that it is ultimately an industry Mm -hmm. even the most extraordinary couture outfits or the most extraordinary one-off pieces nevertheless have been conceived for something or some or for somebody and really I think that idea of it being an industry it's about creating something for somebody mm. makes fashion very entrepreneurial so you have all of the business of fashion yeah. it's not just you know the making of the clothes mm. not just the stitching of them or yeah. whatever it's the selling of them so it's all the media and communications it's, it's all of the, the business aspects and that's why London College of Fashion is so extraordinary because it encompasses everything to do with that. So we have a business school, media and communications, Mm. design and technology. We have, you know, large numbers of PhD students doing all sorts of, you know, really interesting subjects, again, very often collaboration with other Mm. institutions and other disciplines. Um, And for me, that's my, I feel my message is how do we get that? How do I get that out? How do I get people to
0: understand that? Yeah, yeah see the level of impact mm. and the level of strands this can contain mm. and I like that because within that that was part explanation of the level of detail research and almost the complexity of it but also within you kept saying person this is pushing product for individual people mm. so you have the full fashion cycle and technology within that but you also have a strand of psychology and experience and daily impact and use. So Absolutely, So I
1: mean the thing is mm. ultimately you can have the most it's particularly these days where we're getting so much you know when we talk about wearables or we talk mm. about technology or we talk about all of those other factors you know there's some very interesting things if we're thinking about how clothes are going to support us as we grow older there are all sorts of technical possibilities mm. but ultimately if if the clothes don't look right if yeah. they don't feel right yeah. we ain't going to wear them yeah
0: yeah exactly has to satisfy both needs mm. at once. So within that, you've captured for many different aspects and outputs within your role at LCF. Um, be interesting to hear about about your career trajectory and the kind of background to what led you here. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, it's a bit unconventional because okay. I didn't
0: actually. I
1: wasn't actually responsible for fashion okay. or connected to fashion until I got this job.
0: But the passion was there. but the, the, yeah, <laughs> the, the
1: sense of yes, and I think um. So I I went to art college. So I went to St Martin's mm. and I went to Chelsea. So I did you know. Uh, foundation course BA, MAHLC. that was in fine art printmaking for example um, I then taught in lots of different places and um, became and I was within that you know became more and more responsible for um, uh, different subjects so you know things like religious studies, uh, English, uh, history alongside because of the way that you know um, yeah. faculties are constructed mm. in more uh, conventional universities to the University of the Arts London mm. Um, and when I was um, sort of becoming really aware, becoming more responsible for different types of courses, I then decided to do a PhD or a doctorate at Oxford University in their education department because there was the big debate about what is research in art and design. Okay. And I thought if I could understand that better, mm-hmm. then in a way that would help me really debate that sort of issue Mm -hmm. so I but I did it in the education department at Oxford and I was looking at the massification of higher education and their and its impact on fine art as a discipline because if I thought if I understood that then that would give a real indication about what the pressures are on a creative education Um, and out of that I became as a consequence very Um, interested then in how a subject or how a university or how courses are connected to a range of different stakeholders so that is Mm -hmm. for example you know the schools that that the students progress to come and study to industry Mm -hmm. to other research departments because the way that technology and education is progressing means you can't do these things on your own that ivory tower existence actually went a long time ago Mm -hmm. but but It really is the reality. It's very explicit now. Um, And then because of that, I sort of finished my PhD. And um, then the job, I saw the job advertise Mm -hmm. at London College of Fashion. And although it seemed like a bit of a strange move on on one level... um, because fashion is so connected for all the reasons Absolutely. I've been talking about to its industries, to people, to technology, mm. to retail, to, you know, you can't watch a film without yes. being aware of about what, you know, the role that fashion has played either historically or in contemporary. Mm. So for, for me, that was the reason that I applied yeah. for the job. And I think because I came without a particular fashion perspective, mm. so pe- I wasn't, you know, obsessed by one designer as opposed yeah. to another or one way of interpreting fashion yeah. as opposed to another that meant I think I've been able to uh, support the college and guide the college in a way that actually benefited from the fact that I had this much broader experience about what creative education could and should be about
0: absolutely so education it's heart but also the fact of this experience or passion about positioning something alongside the entities so I liked what Mm. you said about the ivory tower but sort of struck within your earlier conversation about things like being alongside history for instance Mm. as a subject and I think that's something I love about working at LCF is regardless of your practice or discipline students come in to do something that sounds incredibly bravely specialized at a young age and as part of that they're also doing cultural historical studies they also have to think being creative is one thing being commercial is another and there has to be all these different elements webbing together and it sounds like that was the draw for you so that's exciting so on your own website you write and share short pieces that are um, they're almost kind of reactive that they seem to be mm-hmm. in relation to things you've recently read written or exhibitions mm-hmm. you've visited and um, I find that quite one I enjoy them um, but I always find it charming and quite an engaging way particularly for an academic to um, kind of release and engage with mater- with the material rather than a more formal academic output it's an informal way of relating to your audience was that something you were consciously trying to do
1: yes absolutely because i think that's really important it was more i suppose it's more to do with the way that i think mm-hmm. as the okay. way if you see what i mean yeah. all the things that attract me all the things that help inform some of my ideas about the college and what's happening and what we need to be thinking about mm-hmm. um, and and i think for me that's really important that in a way, they didn't. Need, you know, academia hasn't needed me to add more chapters. You know, it's just it's just not really what I think um, my role is about, okay. actually. And and in fact, it's not really. The, I suppose the way that I've come to think, um, it's not that I've got an incredibly short attention span. Although sometimes I feel like that's what it's like. It but, uh, like, but, like but but it actually, it's it's because I'm interested in mm. the economics of politics, the you know the cultural factors, the other things. Be- for all the reasons we've spoken about within fashion, yeah. and and I think that that's important. So for me, it's sometimes I'm posing questions to myself, and I thought that's interesting for other people to see that, yeah. other people to see that, you know, behind the sort of edifice that is London College of Fashion, you've actually got people who are who see things and are yeah. reacting. And I think for me, that's quite important for for potential students to understand yeah. that you get you don't just get your understanding of fashion from fashion you yeah. you need to get it from all sorts of other subjects and to be asking all sorts of questions mm. and that way we're going to have a really vibrant and significant fashion industry and i hope that that's what comes across in yeah. in some of the the sort of blog entries that i've yeah. got or you know the tweets that i do and instagram mm. and so on
0: that's really interesting so it's not just about your own perspective it's about kind of enabling other perspectives and encouraging yeah. people to be curious yeah i really yeah. like that we've done that some current course I'm working mm-hmm. on the students were saying we're not just taking you to you know explicitly fashion-based exhibitions we also want to go to things of forms of other forms of social history and design and I suppose that's at, what's at work with your website so that's mm-hmm. great um on the website you have you previously ran a strand of features called the fashion reader mm-hmm. um, on books you found informative and inspiring um, I'm interested in how reading frames or informs your own practice and perspective
1: well, I suppose it's always informed yeah. it really. Um I think if I'd not if I'd not gone to art college, I was mm. going to read history at, at okay. university. So I've always okay. had that interest yeah. in I suppose context mm-hmm. or other way or the written word yeah. or storytelling mm-hmm. or however it is that you want to sort of describe that that yeah. sort of aspect really. So it has really informed and I read a mixture or have always been interested in a mixture of different types mm-hmm. of publication. So I will read around economics, for example, or some aspects of research. Mm. Um, I I read, I sort of follow what's going on politically. So I'll read quite a lot of readers or analysis Mm. on on what's happening, because I think that's really important. You've got to understand the sort of political context in which we're operating, particularly thinking about the future of education and the sorts of pressures that are going to come to bear. So Mm. I have quite a broad range of things that I'm you know sort of reading around and then I've always been interested in a lot of female um novelists really throughout you know from from when I was at school onwards Um, and and that's been very important to me
0: that's great so it's partly building on that framework that interdisciplinary but also situating your practice and also Building on personal passions, and mm. I like this idea of storytelling that's come up a couple of times within that. Uh, with, uh, with that in mind, perhaps we could talk about I think we have a shared love of Persephone books. Yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. We do have a shared love of
1: Persephone books. Um,
0: Definitely. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Something I'm hoping to cover in another interview within the series, um, but I am really passionate about Persephone publishing um, and the way that they bring underestimated uh, female writers you know, back to the fore and give them the opportunity they perhaps didn't have. In their own time, um, and the mm. fact that the end notes are often framed by textile artists and designers mm. of similar mould. Um, there's also a strand within their books, I feel, of looking at the way in which fashion and clothing can frame. Women's expression and experience is that part of the appeal of their books to you it is
1: it's part of their appeal of their books mm. and and also just how lovely the, the bookshop yeah. is and, and all of those it is gorgeous and also because it, you know it's unashamedly interested in mm. a female perspective yeah. so you'll have cookery books or others yeah. you know alongside and I think that that's that for me has always been really important is mm. understanding the important aspects and you know within any uh, female writer, artist, whatever whoever you are, mm. you know the your perspective and view of the world um, and what interests you and what your passion is you yeah. know is really important and and I think that 's always been something that i 've felt is important, and also with students that you know you 've got to carve out your own approach and whatever that is yeah it doesn't you know we can't all be the next Stella McCartney yeah. or you know Mucha Prado or whoever it yeah. is or, you know actually it, you know we all can contribute in really significant ways and some of those are quieter than others and that's mm-hmm. absolutely brilliant yeah. and is really really important and I think what's interesting about so books is that that's what they pick up on yeah um and and the influence that that people can have Within their lives, in in terms of how you touch other people, and, mm. and for me, that's really that's really important yeah. um, as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, I love that idea of quieter lives or quieter impact, having mm. no lesser distinction or importance. Mm. And that is definitely something that I find their stories mm-hmm. a lot of time. Um, st- anxious to use the word domestic but mm. sometimes they are really framed around a yeah. person's experience of their day-to-day life and the and as you say the impacts they have on a wider structure and sometimes with the work of someone like Dorothy Whipple the role that clothes have in that and also <laughs> the role that fashion and textiles have had as a great employer of women historically. As you say, you might become the name above the door, but you mm. might also be the person cutting the ribbon, and that's just as important and all still part of the framework and it, yeah. gives, has historically given women a lot of independence.
1: Uh, it's absolutely crucial, and that, and I feel that... I mean, it's quite interesting how different factors or influences lead you to a, to, to, to a particular point. Mm. So I've always been a feminist, um, it's always been... Um, really important but I'm all, you know I've been married for a long time mm-hmm. you know my husband's unbelievably supportive mm-hmm. you know of what I do yeah. so the idea of the fact that you are you know domestic mm. you know I still like to clean for example yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have cleaners or any yeah. of those sorts of things you know <laughs> so I think that there are these other you know you, that that side is really important to to your role and you don't have to sort of compromise Absolutely. on that um, and I think that over you know growing up or Growing through my life, you know, there are you know key books like the Golden Notebook, Mm -hmm, like Second Sex, you know, like some of Virginia Woolf's writings, you know. So those things have been really important, and Mm. also how other women have supported other women. So in fact, it was quite interesting because I was listening just by chance. Mm. I I mean, I've always been interested in Diana Athill, for example, and. And and I think in a previous conversation we'd had, I talked about the influence or my interest in Jean Reese. Yes. And I yeah. what I hadn't realised was how supportive she was of Jean Reese right. and how she helped to rediscover her, mm. or not we well, were supposed to rediscover yeah. her, she actually helped her financially in all sorts of different ways. Right. So I think that idea I've I've always been very keen that as a as a as a uh, as a woman who has now has a lot of influence mm. or I have a real responsibility to help other... I I will help both genders, or any sure. gender, yeah. but I've always been very conscious about how do I support and promote yeah. other younger women mm-hmm. to how they're going to develop their careers or what's important to them and, mm. and things like that. And and so for me, the sort of writers that I've been interested in have, have sort of reflected back what mm. it is to be an independent woman or an independent right. thinker. Yeah. That might be within a domestic context. Yeah. But also that y- you don't compromise your thinking. You yeah. don't have to compromise who you are, you might have to find ways of accommodating it sometimes. Mm. Um, and somebody like you know Jean Reese is you know right uh, you know she was totally uncompromising yeah, and, and that was very very difficult for yeah. her. But it, and it was all about her practice and all about her work you know mm. and, and I find that uh, infuses some of the writing that she's got. Yeah. And and I think she you know she was really quite remarkable. So it's very so I find that very interesting that somebody like Diana who was such a great editor
0: yeah. and uh, you know had actually yeah. played that role. Yeah above and beyond mm, you know, yeah had intercepted in that particular yeah. history and that in a way links back to your other earlier comments about the importance of networks and, mm. and kind of building structures around things and sometimes that can be person to person rather than practice yeah. to practice yeah definitely and yeah that's really interesting to have the idea of building perspective but also kind of personal strength from recognizing mm-hmm. it in others the more stories we hear the more we recognize the importance of stories yeah I think
1: stories are really important yeah you know actually I think I I do I'm a great lover of stories and um or something like Angela Carter for example Mm. I used I loved her writing and you know things like that Mm. um Isabella Lende you know I mean that's that idea of of myth and storytelling magic realism you know that Mm. that sort of sense of
0: imagining what you might be yeah
1: It's also important as to who you might ultimately
0: become. Yeah, exactly. I had another guest talk about the way that um, fashion gives you an opportunity to imagine alternatives. Mm. And that is also the role Mm. of text and fiction. So they have a good close relationship, I think. In terms
1: of otherness. Well, it's that idea that you can reinvent yourself yeah. by wearing. I mean, so you. But I think the two. Th- it's really important. That the two things go hand in mm. hand. That obviously you don't sort of spring fully formed, yeah. thinking one way, and just like you don't suddenly. Well, hopefully not yeah. at the age of about four to <laughs> so wear the clothes that you're going to be wearing when you're eighty-four. Yeah. I mean, that would be a bit worrying. So, <laughs> so you, a bit and, oh, One of the two has got it wrong. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, 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 I know.
1: So I think that 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 how do you get those two things evolving? Yeah. I think is quite. And I think that that's where it's sad when it's somehow always seen that's the intellectual that you've got to be. You can't possibly yes. be experimenting, you know, with clothes or enjoy clothes yeah. because actually you've got to be serious. And, yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and it was never like that, I think. There are so, you know, the history is sort of there are so many women who've been very powerful mm. who've used clothes as a way of both expressing themselves but yeah. also you know, they they play that role in terms of helping to present who you are and, and you know, what your power might be. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that is really important.
0: Absolutely. And we'll talk about that idea of clothes as a communicating tool later on, but I think it's also striking that maybe fiction, non-fiction, basically reading and text, they always give you permission for that. Sometimes mm. in real life that mm. is judged as... it's mm. You know, for free or pretend to be living through or expressing through clothes. And whereas in a book, we automatically a character is introduced. We're told what they're wearing. We know what to think about them. Yeah, we don't, yeah, you know, yeah. And and you'll have certain associations with a color, with a character, with a fabric. Um, with or you might if you have kind of interest that we have be able to place the time and place through descriptions of what they're wearing it's interesting how that language is is allowed in text and you get a lot of male authors using it as a device Mm -hmm. as well it doesn't become strictly feminine when it's Mm -hmm. um something used in a text so long live that relationship (laughs) (laughs) Um, so you're going to be speaking to us about two books that you selected to be included in an inspirational reading list Um, for students here at LCF. Um, That was a project that you started and that I really enjoyed taking part in. So could you please describe what prompted you to collate this list um, and what you hoped students would gain from it?
1: I think it came back to the point that we were sort of talking about earlier about Mm. where do you get your inspiration from, that you Mm. don't just, you know, there's no point in just reading biographies of Coco Chanel or Christian Dior or whatever it is. You've, You've got, because you don't know... Where you're going to get your influences, what's going to spark you? what's mm. going to be a real motivator for you yeah. and so for me under you know encouraging that and then getting so by- asking staff, well, yeah. what would you recommend and actually, it's really good, I don't want a textbook yeah, preferably. yeah. what what's in you know that for me was was making the point that also you get to see the fact that also as academics or yeah. you know. That these are people who have all sorts of influences yeah. too. So that that's really what sort of prompted me. So te- I tend to sort of do it at the beginning of an academic year. Mm. I te- you know I sort of experiment a bit with asking different people to sort of do it, um, and and I do think it's it's mm. really. I mean, obviously, it's partly because I'm so interested in books. Yeah. I mean, I have mountains of books which I've still not read. It's awful. I feel as yeah, you know, that's the only thing that's really depressing about my life at the moment is I just don't get chance to yeah, sort of
0: read things as, yeah. as I'd like, but but
1: yeah, yeah they are really important. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: I like what the project did as well. Because of that proviso that you couldn't cho- well, mm. preferably not choose a textbook, it meant that people went for something that was perhaps more personal. Absolutely and yeah I like that idea of relating yeah. I think again, maybe you're running little for the conversation is to keep reminding you to have a passion about Project and subject rather than it just be well, here's your set reading list and here's how to be mm. very mercurial about this. With, the, with a lot of the texts on the list, I was kind of inspired. Of, you know, some people chose things that were really theoretical, some yeah. people chose things to particular periods, other people it was a novel and, it, and exactly. all were just as valid and all give yeah. you a lens on fashion. So, yeah,
1: yeah. I, I think hopefully it's, I mean, the difficult thing with education sometimes, I think, you know, being a student and and so on, is that you. you can be sort of studying in blocks. It's Mm. a bit like, oh, I've done that, tick. You know, I'm now going to move on to the next thing. What are the things that help to encourage you to think broadly about how you join Mm. things up? And actually, sometimes that reading around that and becoming really interested in something, which is sort of allied to because it's interesting in You but also helps to keep you rounded, exactly. If you know what I mean, I think, particularly with the sort of life that we've all got now, which is so fragmented, Mm. that's one of the hardest things, I think. Yeah, and that's the great thing about books is that it can really encourage you to have a new perspective, which will infect everything, not just what it is that you're working towards. Yeah,
0: Yeah. it's both a space giver and a space informer and shaper. Yeah, nice. So, perhaps from there, that'd be a good opportunity for you to introduce your two books that you've got.
1: Well, I've got We should should All Be Feminists by mm-hmm. Chumanda Ngozi Adichie. Mm-hmm. I can remember pronounce sort of her name very well. <laughs> um, and Why I Am Not a Feminist by mm-hmm. Jessa Crispin, um, which is a feminist manifesto. Yeah. Yeah, two and argumentative titles. Two <laughs> argumentative titles, which is great, because I like that. Um, but for me, they're both, they're, they're sort of saying the same thing, mm-hmm. actually. They're both, um, um, We Should All Be Feminists came out of a TED Talk um, that was given and why I'm not a feminist and a feminist manifesto. Again, in a way, this didn't come out of a TED Talk, but it is very much a call to arms. Mm. For me, they're both a call to arms. And it's a bit like, also, I read, although I didn't put it on this list, mm. a similar, or soon after, was the Mary Beard, Women in Power. Yeah. and Power. And they're all about, well, We Should All Be Feminists was, was again saying... Um, the importance of actually being who you are, mm. really, and standing up for what you are and bringing about a cultural change, yeah. as is uh, Why well, I'm Not a Feminist, which is much more of a, really is a call to arms mm. in the sense of we all have a responsibility. And actually, if you're going to be a feminist, which just likes, you know, I, using it, play, the sort of sense of, oh, I'm doing this because it's empowering me, mm. but you're not actually doing anything, then you shouldn't call yourself a feminist. Yeah. And so for for me, there's a slight sort of difference between the two because, yes, on the one hand, we all should be. But if on the other hand, you're not really, Mm. then it's much better to say, well, no, I'm not. You know, that isn't what I believe in. I'm not content to do this. Mm. You know, I'm that's you know, I'm happy with my life. I don't want to to really to to do this because they're both about they're both about bringing a sort of cultural and social change shift, yeah. and shift and I think the great thing about the Mary Beard one is also it gives that historical perspective yes um, as well nice. which is really good so yeah. I, I would say if I could introduce another one course, I would really, <laughs> I would say the good. three of the three of them are really interesting yeah, that actually. is really nice and, how, yeah. how they
0: can play together particularly because each of them does come from an individual's perspective mm-hmm. and experience and kind of personal point and I think with the Chimamanda example she speaks she gives a lot of kind of personal experiences and times in which she's found up he'd been very shocked and i've definitely yeah. had this myself by other people being so threatened by the word yeah. whereas then it's interesting with jess's text because then she's often offended by the word if as you say it doesn't actually mean much. She's not interested in it being a trend or a throwaway term. It's like, say it and prove any kind of yeah. argumentative also in the contradictions it might entail. And it
1: has been quite difficult, because I would say, when you come back to the fashion industry, and you, I don't know whether you remember, but uh, a, couple of, a couple of years ago, um, Karl Lagerfeld had mm. the show where all the models with placards going on mm, about feminism. Yeah. And you just think, look, please, yeah. no, don't do yeah, that. Exactly. Actually, you are... Not interested in it. Yeah. You never have been. And no. that's fine. Yeah. But don't then try and yeah. appropriate something for the sake of what would then look as being commercialising and exactly. selling the clothes. And that is not, it's it's sort of insulting to all the women who are trying really hard to, exactly. you know, to, to, to sort of find a life and to support their children or to get an education yeah. and all of those sorts of things. Absolutely. And I'm
0: finding a way in which to kind of calibrate and define their relationship mm. with fashion as a part of their self-expression or self-identity and therefore arguably to themselves for their feminism to then kind of commodify it or reduce it back down. It's like, <laughs> and <laughs> and it is
1: really difficult thing. because I know that obviously, you know, in Dior, I mean, obviously yeah. that was, you know, we yeah. are all feminist. And, and actually... Much as I really admire, you know, the work that mm. Maria's doing and, and so on, nevertheless it makes me feel uncomfortable yeah. because actually you're spending two hundred pounds on yes, a t shirt. Absolutely. Um, and, yep. and I I just think it it starts to cross to a territory mm. where you're using the slogan to to try and make sales, whereas in actual fact what you should be doing, what are you doing more quietly yeah, absolutely. to, to bring about the change, what structures have you yeah. got, how are you guaranteeing progression of women, and, and yeah. that may be happening, Yeah, Th- exactly. that's great, I don't have yeah. a, I'm not saying that it's yeah. not, but I think that that's the thing that's really important, and that's why I really like the, the whole idea of having it, so what is our own personal manifesto yeah, as a woman, or as a man, I mean, or, you know, yeah. anybody, you know, trans women, trans men, mm. what is our position on what it is to, to support women? Yeah um to to sort of ensure equality of opportunity I- I- ensure human dignity, and in an industry which employs so many mm. you know twenty three million odd garment workers, eighty mm. percent of whom are women, what are we doing as individual mm. female consumers to ensure that they're getting a decent living wage? Mm. You know, Absolutely. and we know that there are all sorts of issues in all sorts of companies and that's happening here within the UK, not yeah. just you know, in Back, Bangladesh yeah, exactly. or somewhere other. Sort of like it's you no, know, it isn't. And and so for me that is the that is the call to arms yeah. that we've got and And we have to help and support each other in doing that as best we can. I feel very privileged in the sense that, you know, London College of Fashion is about 85% female students. So I feel, you know, we've got this opportunity to have these sorts of debates to make sure that we're... Ethical in our practices, or encouraging students to make those sorts of questions. Of course, we're going to get things wrong. Don't yeah. for one minute think yeah. that that we're not going to to make mistakes and and so on. But that's also good because then you have to own them.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, I, was and, say, yeah. exactly. I think that's the running theme throughout the three texts that you've highlighted here. It's about recognizing maps of progress and like recognizing moments of compromise. I think mm-hmm. as well, and mm-hmm. that's the interesting thing. Of yeah, perhaps with. The, the harder points within the books it being understanding your own perspective and experience is one thing and being able to make that something that you spread and support elsewhere is another you don't literally use it in your own messaging use it as a kind of in depth analysis and support system so with with dior i'm curious because I, yeah I completely agree on there's only so far an extremely expensive t-shirt will get you but I'm interested in the long term in one putting their money where their mouth is in terms mm. of and I think they are in particular very respectful of their um the incredibly skillful and women yeah, yeah, that could yeah, be an interesting yeah, story yeah. but also in the wider messaging of you know Subsequent collections, such as the one inspired by Nicky de saint Phalle, mm. do you all use Maria really mm. use that as a platform to talk about more hidden figures mm. within uh, cultural and social and art historical kind of narratives? Um, but with the books, I think that is actually really interesting because I have to say, with some moments within the Jess Crispin, I felt. Mm. Um, almost oh, you can do no right. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, definitely, oh, definitely. Because in in, in you one can't. chapter, there's a, yeah. you know, yeah. it's don't ever be judgmental of stay-at-home mothers, and mm, in another, mm, it's, mm, well, mm, what are they mm, doing? You know, yeah. and, and, and I... And I you know, for, even from this conversation with you, I, I already feel more in process of that. That is the point she wants that to is rally the point. You up and make you think about yeah, it for exactly. for come. Exactly. And that is what's happened. And that, no, it? no, no. I mean,
1: that that for me was the point. Because I agree, because <laughs> I was reading, I was thinking, yeah. what? <laughs> 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 no, I can't do any rights, you know, uh, in this. I can never, you know, do... But, but that was... So in a way, it's a challenge back to say, well, OK, yeah. what is your perspective? Yeah, exactly. Um, and how do you own what that perspective yeah. is? And how do you evolve it as well? Because mm-hmm. I think that... You know, we live in a time, and I think the other thing for for me, which was important about selecting these books, was because we assume we're always going forwards, and we're not. We're at a time where we we're being really challenged, not just within the US and, and what's happened with with Donald Trump but also you you know you look at certain other countries and mm-hmm. and the sort of you know challenge that's going that's going back and and the the issue of women's rights and um, you know abortion and all yeah. of those sorts there are so many countries where you know women will be sent to prison yeah. you know particularly in, in certain parts of South America and so we can't You know, we can't assume, and actually being able to, in some countries, affect what may to others be small Mm. change, actually is really significance yeah. and so some of the things like the microfinancing that you'll get in certain countries, you know, whatever it might be, it's yeah. easy for us to judge other people from our perspective but mm. we also have to judge ourselves because we're not that good, yeah. you know, and, and that's for us all as, as individuals, we all let things slide, we all do things mm. that, that are wrong but I think we have to Find the time at the moment to. We're going to have to be stand up and be counted in yeah. a way that we perhaps not. And then it's so it's much easier to put the t shirt on yeah. because <laughs> yeah. actually that's really you know that's really cool. Sports I like it. I branding, love it. You know, yeah. it's done it for me. And I so for me that's mm. what's really that's what's quite exciting. Yeah, it's still you know t shirt can still be great. Yeah, absolutely. You know, but no, we're but, not. No, we're yeah. it, yeah. not t shirt. But yeah,
0: use the t shirt as a chance to then delve deeper on your own reckoning.
1: And as I as think it's quite interesting because that reminds me that there. Well, obviously there was all the, the you know the other not the yeah, Dior I one but all the, the other worse. ones that where yeah. you had all the men putting them on and, and things like that which was quite interesting and then you've but then you've also got the thing where you know the spice girls have just done their yeah. you know reunion tour t shirt and just discovered that it's you know made in a factory yeah, which is really exploitative. No yeah. exactly yeah. so I think for me that's what I love about fashion or what about I love about clothes and all of this is there is a constant reminder yeah. that you can get things wrong yeah. because if you've not checked things out properly, and it's so hard to check things out, yeah. but then again that's really interesting because it's a challenge back to us to say mm. you can't just put the t-shirt on, you can't just Definitely. adopt the slogan because somewhere somewhere along the line the chances are that things aren't quite what you think. Yeah, and absolutely. so the challenge is, you know, yes of course we want the great things and yes of course we it in the slogans, but how are we checking out to the best of yeah. our abilities that we are really you know going back and questioning the industry and trying to affect change
0: yeah no that's fascinating inspiring to think we've got to train the consumer and ourselves as wearers Mm -hmm. to go beyond the messaging and the kind of immediate imagery of the design and go looking for those source points and that supply (laughs) chain absolutely that's probably part. I mean I don't know if I'm letting myself and others off the hook but I wonder if that's in part a contemporary issue because kind of Actually, it's comparatively recently that we buy things in mm. such an impersonal manner off the peg and it's no longer our mother's or local dressmakers. You know, we don't have a kind of localised connection totally to fashion agree. production in the same way. Yeah. So actually, we now have to do a bout of education of saying, no, this matters. And there is there is always a pair of hands that have touched this and you have, you take responsibility for them too.
1: I, I, mm. I completely agree. And that's really difficult because it's yeah. really difficult. You know, you yeah. can't just sort of waltz into the shop and say, oh, right, tell me about your exactly. supply chain and how much a." Yeah. But nevertheless, there are ways that that can be done. Mm. And I think that the great thing at the moment were two things. One is that. uh lots of our students look, people come to us precisely because they're really committed to all the ethical and sustainable yeah. issues and that's and and the whole issue of, of supporting women and all of those things that's yeah. really important and then a lot of the designers are, are, are absolutely they're going exactly yeah. the same way you know you've had all the debates around single-use plastic you know mm. what's the role there you've had you know as we said you know all the issues around modern slavery and a greater understanding. So, I think that's the great thing, and it is difficult. It is challenging, and I think sometimes we forget that we are consumers. That it's course, it's like yeah. the consumer yeah. always yeah. makes it sound as though it's this sort of body attached. It's, it's completely yeah, detached, exactly. and I think if we all do something, yeah. um, whether that's wearing our clothes for longer, whether yeah. it's understanding that um, you know the, the implications of where things are made, and that we don't mm. want to wear things that are exploitative, you know, whether it's handing things on, whether it's learning to, to sew again, whether yeah. it's you know yeah, all yeah, sorts of things true. which are really mm. important and are. Again, you know, there are lots of sort of knitting groups and sewing yeah. groups, and which again comes back to a little bit to that sort of domestic yeah,
0: exactly. uh, yeah. point
1: that you made around Persephone mm. books. There are some things that are wonderful that, mm. that we want to do that we've lost touch with. Exactly. Which, you know, it's not, and it's not wanting to turn the clock back. It's actually wanting to sort of pick. It's a bit like picking up a stitch that you've dropped. Yeah. So you know, how can we, how can we sort of pick that up yeah. and and sort of you know, definitely use it again or understand it exactly. better. Exactly.
0: And that kind of stitch in time saves nine. Yeah. That's kind of ethic and socially but also Mm. yeah I like what you said there that almost it could be a form of self-care it's both in terms of self-presentation but also perhaps financially, morally Mm. and also I personally yeah I find um, just a little bit of time of, of kind of focus on a piece can or a little bit of dining even can just yes. be as a kind of form of contemplation something like mindfulness just a little Cheers. checking out we've got pieces in the archive that relate to um, some particularly wealthy women of the mid-20th century and one of my favourite things about those collections is they also hold knitting patterns and sewing patterns mm-hmm. that show these aristocratic women were still making their own cardigans and slips and that's something that we've lost relatively recently but something which One of the draws for me of LCF was that the people here are still preserving that kind of practice-based connection to our clothes. Um, So, yeah, that was absolutely fascinating. Within that, I wanted to kind of talk about how the books chime together but I think we've really kind of covered that mm. within it um is it something that you're hoping um, students will continue to pick up this feels like a particular moment and we've kind of touched on that where this is a conversation we're having but it seems like one that's essential to the study of fashion so do you hope mm. these books will continue to be put up I, d- I
1: do I really do and, and and I'm sure that there are other texts that that will be added to it and I think coming back to the point I was making about Mm. some of the other writers that I'm interested in, it's almost then looking at some of those female novelists or or whatever, who are writing, who are contributing, actually seeing in a way that the perspective of the sort of feminism or yeah. the sort of empowerment or the sort of dedication or the sort of focus that they've done within their lives to create the text that they have like you know as you mm. say some of the great sort of makers mm. within uh, the fashion industry I think it for me it helps us shed a light about how we think about other people yeah. um, and, and men as well mm. you know not not just you know I focus obviously on, on the women because that's what the, the text is about but I I think, for me, the whole notion of what what it means to be male, um, what masculinities yes. are, because of the sort of world that we're operating within, because of the the sort of change to labour structures, you know, mm. the sort of implications of all the, you know, the main industries, sort of industrial type, mm. you know, with shipbuilding or mining or whatever it is, yeah. have gone... To be replaced by what might be perceived to a lot of, a lot of, you know, men and women as yeah. being sort of lightweight, you know, what is this knowledge economy or creative industry, what does mm. that mean, how do, so that redefining the sort of social structure and Absolutely. understanding how we all have to come up together, there's no point, you yeah. know, if we're left behind and that's really what we're viewing at the moment is the sort of polarization of of our economies and our societies because mm. some people have been left behind and we haven't helped to sort of redefine mm-hmm. that or or have the debate about what that is and mm. and so I, and that's where if for some places turning trying to turn the clock back yeah. is, is part of it but of course you can't do that yeah. not ultimately you might do for a while but you know, in, yeah, the in the end it's term. in the long term because we've actually moved so far on in terms right. of social media technology globalization you can't yeah. put the barriers up around you you can try but yeah it won't
0: go so sometimes i think it's about reintroduction or almost recalibrating of what's on offer like my partner was talking about a radio program that was discussing a mining town in which there's now yeah. the asos factories yeah. and warehouses and how there's a lot of friction there because it there's almost been argued at a council level that, well, one industry has replaced the other, but they're completely different.
1: Kind yeah. of,
0: one experiences, two skill sets and three connections to sense of self that work has. And that's something, again, in which clothing kind of ends up playing a role. That's something that I really enjoy within shimamanda's writing is Mm -hmm. she's written really eloquently about the way in which when she first entered her career in academia um she basically would go into her first seminars dressed almost in a suit and trying to look as plain as possible (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) if i turn up in yeah my amazing nigerian dress and she's um a great kind of uh prompter of Lagos fashions that she thought that she wouldn't be considered serious and I've got a quote from an Elle magazine piece she wrote where um, she learned a lesson quickly about western culture women who wanted to be taken seriously were supposed to substantiate their seriousness with a studied indifference to appearance if you spoke of fashion it had to be either with apology or with the slightest of sneers it could not merely be about taking pleasure in clothes and i thought that was interesting yeah. and a point to pull that in with what you said because i definitely experienced that both in terms of this being my professional practice but also personal passion but i do think it's something that men experience as well particularly perhaps in a professional sphere you know i get a lot of um uh menswear students coming into the archive who are interested in the suit as a kind of uniform of mm. masculinity in the sea of gray and navy and black that surrounds it and i think it's um it's something that needs to be destabilized to kind of across the gender boundaries and it's an interesting thing to battle against perhaps
1: i i agree and also the other thing i love about what she says so in the beginning where she's talking about you know i'm a Happy African feminist. Yeah. I am a happy yes. African feminist who likes to wear high heels. I'm African having yeah. African, you know who likes to wear lipstick and do this <laughs> and all. And it's just the idea about how do we sort of define ourselves. Yes. How do we celebrate who we are and what's important to us and and sort of project that yeah. and that you can do that through your dress. Yeah. You know, or your you know through your clothing and and sometimes you know. Within the sort of jobs that you have, and all of those sorts of things, it's not always possible to wear it overtly. But there are other other things that you can do to sort of make that point point, to, yeah. to make yourself stand out, um, even if it even if it's within a quite a careful way. Yeah. And I mm-hmm. think that's really important for for men as well as women. And I think that's one of the interesting thing at the moment with menswear is I often find it more interesting than mm. than, than some of the current womenswear because it's playing around with. With ideas about the suit, it's playing around with ideas about sports where it's combining mm. things and colours and things like that in different sorts of ways. And there's a sort of freedom associated yeah, with it, which women's wear hasn't quite got because it's been explored in so many yeah. different ways. And there's still quite a convention, I think, sometimes. Mm. So I think that's quite interesting. And it carries
0: arguably more emotional baggage, whereas it does, there's yeah. more experiments to be had yeah, around yeah. You know, the current discussions on men's yeah. wear. That's great. So the text that you chose for us to discuss and the kind of lilt of our conversation has in part been inspired by uh, the Year of the Woman um, that we've just been through fantastically. Um, so could you please describe the wider programme of this project um, at LCF and the different kind of avenues that that moment we went down?
1: Well, of course, it, you know, it was to do with celebrating the women getting the, the, mm. the vote. Um, and I think what I, what we all tried to do within that was... I mean, as I said before, being essentially a women's college, finding different ways of marking it, Mm. um, and different ways of marking the fact that suffragettes as well as suffragists were responsible for sort of getting us to that point yeah. and that there again it comes back to that idea that you can be really overt mm-hmm. like a suffragette or yeah. you can be a little playing slightly more by the rules yeah. as a suffragette yeah. just did yeah. and that's actually quite important yeah, and so i think that you know yeah. for me was was something so we've had a number of debates mm-hmm. uh, which was really important and then we took part um in the the, the banners procession um where we had there were a um, hundred artists worked with 100 different women's groups to create the banners that then took part in the processions in June in London and Cardiff and Belfast and so on. And uh, we worked on, on that project... Um, with uh, Lucy Orter, who's artist and professor at the college um, and she worked with the manufacturing unit that we have at Downview prison which is a women's prison and where we have we're helping again to train women to um, get all the skills ready to come and work in the in the fashion industry mm-hmm. within London and again be highly skilled yeah, at what they do and, and, we, it, well, and we it were and we were again you know we briefed them not you know just on the on, on the whole suffragettes as well and you know you know all of the issues it wasn't just sort of handing things out it was mm. a proper dialogue about yeah. what the issues were and ran a- workshops and our students went and mm. you know obviously um, and, and others and um, created these amazing banners mm. um which were really beautiful and then were marched as uh, you know along as part yeah, of the march which is fantastic <laughs> they were enacted they were um and then we also did a wonderful project which you mm. were you know very much involved with which was to do with marking the Well, again, it comes back to that idea of that sort of quiet uh, aspect. Mm. So the fact that the women who were in Holloway embroidered their names on a a handkerchief was actually why we have an amazing embroidery department. So commissioning, um, again, a number of... Female artists and designers to design a handkerchief, and then having those made up yeah. by um, uh, Harriet and others, yeah. and then having that displayed, and then running all sorts of workshops, mm. which obviously you were closely involved yeah. with. As um, and and I think that for me was again showing that in broad. And what was very interesting was was going a lot, seeing some of the workshops that were going on, mm. and the numbers of people a different ages sexes whatever sitting down and embroidering I I thought that's really interesting that here's something which is seen to be very much a sort of domestic you know women's specialist you know nobody does that anymore Mm. actually people being really fascinated by that and I feel I mean that's something I want to come back to I don't quite know how we're Mm. going to do it but you know that that's really important and then that's Again, you know, just as the banners have been on display in, in a number of different venues, so the handkerchiefs are as well, and and hopefully, again, that signals not just the importance of the, the suffragettes and getting the right to vote, um, but also the the role of making. Yeah, and I think the interesting thing was one of the women who worked on the project in Downview. You know, we had a, a note from her later, and she she said that. You know she actually went on the march where she'd been released uh, with her daughter. Mm. and now that she was absolutely going to always vote, right. that she understood. Just yeah. what some women had gone through, mm-hmm. and I thought, well, that was amazing. Yeah. You know that that it's had this That's so, satisfying. so, so satisfying, yeah. you know, and I know that there were other yeah. women who felt the same, and 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 so on from from, you know. So that for me is the whole point of doing these yeah. things. That it's about that you know, it comes back to the ivory tower point. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got to be out there engaging properly with serious projects mm-hmm. that um, respect people's contribution at whatever level that is, and a really. Proper and appropriate way actually means that we can have a sort of
0: major influence, and that for me is really important. Yeah, Yeah, that's fantastic and very exciting to be a part of. Um, So I might draw to a close with a couple of questions Mm. around your personal perspective. I think we've had such a great look into your professional work. Um, So we've spoken kind of widely around the idea of fashion being a communication tool today um, but i think for within what you've just said it's also perhaps arguably a catalyst for change would you agree
1: oh yeah, yeah. absolutely <laughs> totally yeah, no completely completely and i hope that you know when people hear that that's what we're involved with at the yeah. college that actually okay we're using fashion but you can use something else yeah exactly you know, yeah, and you see similar really things nice. in food or yeah. you know whatever it is i think it's really yeah. important that we see that we can affect change mm. it may seem really small but we all do something it it builds yes yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah and it creates these networks yeah. it creates these communities that yeah. you can then build through fantastic so then as a perhaps leaping onto almost more personal matter as a final question to close i'd like to know i'm always curious with my guests particularly ones who do you come into it with such an analytical frame such as you have today um we study fashion every day we discuss fashion every day how do you think the ways in which you professionally read objects and garments and fashion have affected the way that you personally dress
1: I suppose what I try to do is to sort of, um, I'm really interested in the sort of, in sort of silhouette mm-hmm. and close creating a presence because inevitably, with a job that I've got, people think, "Oh, what, what am I going to wear? What's <laughs> she going to wear?" You know. So, trying to sort of evolve something which is again quite serious mm-hmm. but a bit unexpected. So the clothes are always a bit strange, probably for people. But a lot of people think, and, um, very often quite masculine, um, because I think that's quite important. I want, to, I need to be taken seriously. Mm-hmm. You know. Sometimes again, you know, not necessarily talked about. It, actually, that's important within. You know, you have quite difficult meetings that you're going to with all sorts of people. So right. that's Authority. that's important you need yeah. I have to have an authority and I'm not particularly tall you know so I mean it, it's all of those things that, that sort of play play into that although I've always dressed somewhat in this way it, mm. it sort of made that much more the case right. so it has I'm always looking I'm always interested in what other people wear right. um, I'm always you know I watching films or things yeah. like that I'm just really fascinated um, by that and also what you can pick up or think oh actually maybe I'll give that a bit of an experiment yeah, okay. and, and things like that so yes yeah, so it does it affects can. it see what you know it really sort of does um has affected
0: me see how the coding yeah. comes through so yeah yeah fashion communicator through and through i think it's a great <laughs> to close thank, so, thank you so much for joining no. me that's so interesting no it's my you all pleasure very much for listening